Tonight our message is called Don't Lose Your Sensitivity. Don't Lose Your Sensitivity. That's the title of tonight's message. Uh, and I want to start by asking you um, if you guys have ever been stuck in a situation where someone was revealing way too much information about their health. Anyone ever been there? You got stuck like with that person at Walmart and they're telling you every ailment they have and things and uh, to prove that this happens a lot, uh, I would like to, since the beginning of the summer, I sprained my ankle at the beginning of the summer. If, if you've heard about that, just go ahead and raise your hand. I have been telling everyone I see because I want to talk about how my ankle's doing. So be sure, just keep asking me about it, all right? Uh, we love to talk about our injuries, our ailments, and the things that we have going on. And uh, I want to tell you a story. Uh, I took my daughter, okay, and I think my daughter's really cute. Um, she's, I, I think she's cute. I'm biased, but I was at Amigos Tacos, all right? If you're looking for a good taco place in Springfield, Amigos Tacos, uh, over on Campbell is where it's at, right? I love Amigos Tacos. Just going to plug that real quick. But I was over there with my daughter, Nova, and I was with my mom and we were eating lunch. And, uh, you know, people come up and talk to you sometimes whenever you have a child and you're like, yeah, my kid's cute. Yeah. Like, come on, say hi. And, uh, it started out as like a good conversation where this older gentleman, he came up and uh, he started talking to us. And then it like kept going and it was like, okay, he's, he's talking to us still. And then next thing you know, um, I kid you not, my daughter is like kind of like getting freaked out a little bit. But he takes out a pin out of his pocket and he starts poking his eye. He had a glass eye, okay? But I just need you to know that legitimately this guy pulled out a pin out of his pocket and he starts tapping his glass eye. And his message was this, is that, hey, if you're in the woods, make sure that your daughter's wearing safety glasses, okay? And I was like, this dude loves having that injury right there because he loves carrying a pin around in his pocket and tapping his glass eye. And uh, I don't know, I'm just telling you, stuff like that happens. But People love to talk about like their injuries and things. And if you've ever been injured before, uh, maybe like you had an athletic injury, what happens is it, it can kind of go numb. You get like the adrenaline kicks in and you're like, no, I'm good. I'm going to be fine. Like it's not even a big deal. And you become kind of insensitive to the pain that you're in. You become kind of uh, callous, if you will, to the pain that you're in. Uh, your, your body, you, you're not really recognizing the pain that's actually going on inside of you. And I think in the same capacity, we can kind of lose our sensitivity spiritually. Like, I think it's possible for us, very possible for us, to lose our sensitivity when it comes to, like, the things of God. And so, in the book of Ephesians, which is what we've been going through all summer, uh, in the book of Ephesians, the first three chapters, okay, of Ephesians, there's six chapters total, the first three chapters Paul, who is writing this letter to the church in Ephesus, is he's really laying out what are the benefits of being a believer. I don't know if you know that, but there are benefits to being a believer. It's like having a relationship with Jesus. There are good things in your life that will happen because of that. Because of the grace that God has chosen to save us with, that is a benefit to our lives. So in chapters 1 through 3, Paul is laying that out. And then in chapters 4 through 6, Paul begins to transition and what he's telling us now here is this, is, hey, as a believer, if you're someone who is following after Jesus, this is how you need to walk. This is what your life should look like. So that's what he's doing here in chapter 4. He kind of starts this, and that's where we pick up. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24, verses 17 through 24. 
And in this chunk of passages, really you have kind of a comparison and a contrasting going on. Paul is saying, hey, when you're not following God, this is what happens. And when you are following Jesus, like and you're, and you're living in this new life, this is a result, right? And so we'll pick up in verse 17. And he says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. I insist on it in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. And so this is kind of like a bleak thing here. What Paul's laying out, if we go back up to verse 17, is he says, hey, I'm telling you this because I insist on it. I'm literally insisting upon this. It's really important. He's saying, hey, listen, listen, listen. You have a relationship with Jesus. You're following Jesus or you want that. You need to pay attention to this. He says, don't live as the Gentiles do anymore. What that really means, what he's saying is the Gentiles, he's saying, don't follow the way of not following God. He's saying, don't be like them. They're not following God. Don't do that. He's saying, like, don't do that type of lifestyle. Here's why. Because it will result in the hardening of your hearts. And eventually he gets on in verse 19. And he says, those people who continue to not follow God, that they've lost all their sensitivity. And they have given themselves over to sensuality. And then earlier he says futility. Like, he's like, their thinking is futile. And what that means is that they're really like thinking in a way that is devoid of truth. It doesn't have any appropriateness tied with it. It's not tied to any truth. And to lose sensitivity is to do this. Like to lose sensitivity is to become callous. It's to become apathetic. And it's to become insensible to pain. And what Paul is warning right here is, hey, don't become callous to not following God. Don't become uh, so insensible to the things going on around you. Don't lose your sensitivity in a way that you don't even recognize the pain that you're in. And why is he saying this? Because in verse 20, he goes on, he says, you, however, he's talking to people who have decided to put their faith in Jesus and to follow Jesus. This is who he's talking to. He says, you, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful to be desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, to create it to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So he's saying like, hey, you can't become insensitive spiritually. You need to put on your new way of life. In Ephesians chapter 2, what Paul says is he said, hey, you used to be dead in your trespasses. You used to be spiritually dead, but you've been made alive, alive with God because of the grace of Jesus, because of the gift that Jesus gave us in his sacrifice on the cross for us. And so I think we need to take note here. Why is Paul reminding? He's saying, hey, like, if you've never accepted Christ, you have lost sensitivity to the things of God. You're callous to the things of God. But also, if you're a believer, we must be on guard because the same thing can happen to us if we don't remember that we were once dead in our trespasses. Like, we have to acknowledge that. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't want to be apathetic in my life. I don't want to be callous to the things of God. 
I don't want to be insensible to like pain and not sense that like, wow, I'm hurting myself or the people around me. I don't want that. And so what does this look like practically in our lives? Like how can you tell if you're becoming callous? Well, I think for me, what it often looks like is not those, uh, I think we sometimes we, we got like those big sins. And it's like, man, that, that's the real warning sign that something's going wrong. But for me, when I start having a critical spirit, when I start like criticizing everything around me, when I'm finding it hard to root for the people that are around me, I've, got to, I, I've kind of realized like, man, I'm kind of becoming callous and I'm kind of walking in darkness here. I've noticed that when I'm grumpy or when I'm just short with people or maybe I have just that desire to, I want to talk bad about that person. I start to notice that creeps up. And I was talking to Jared about this, and Jared, Jared made a good analogy as we were kind of talking through this message. And uh, Jared has a couple of boys, and he's like, man, sometimes I don't realize something I'm saying is like something I shouldn't be saying until one of my boys repeats it. And let me tell you, like, so, and as he said that, I'm like, that's so true for us. You might be callous in some areas spiritually of your, in your life, and you might not even really realize it because you've not even looked at it through that lens. And I think it comes through the form of just like accepting what's going on. Maybe it's like, man, I've always looked at pornography and I'm just kind of like tolerating it now. Or I started sleeping with my boyfriend or girlfriend and we've just consistently done that and so you're just living in it. Or maybe it's like, man, I, I just don't read my Bible. Like I don't really take spiritual discipline seriously. I don't spend any time in God's word. I don't pray. And you're just kind of like used to it. What is it in your life that you've kind of become desensitized to what's going on spiritually? Like, are those things for you? Those warning signs, where do they start to creep up? And where do we need to pay attention to? And maybe for you, it's just apathy. You get out of bed in the morning, and you're just like, ah, whatever. You know, like, I'm just going through the motions. You forget, like, Colossians 3, where it says, like, you have an eternal purpose in each day. That you should set your mind on the things of heaven and not on the things of earth. Like, have we become callous to that in our daily lives, or do we pay attention to it? And so it's important to note this, that like Paul gives a pretty bleak comparison. He's like, you're either in darkness because you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And we talked about that from Ephesians 2. You either are with Jesus or you're not. He gives like this pretty bleak, pretty blunt. He's like, you're either hard is like hardened and you're in that situation or you're not. But also as believers, what we need to remember if you are a believer is this is that don't forget where you were. And I was talking to Pastor Eddie about this, or he mentioned it this weekend. I was talking to him, and um, he talked about how sometimes we look at that mean old person, and we're like, golly, they're just like, they're just grumpy. And you're like, I don't want to be around them. I don't want to talk to that person. Or maybe it's that person that you work with, and they're just a pain. Like, they're a thorn in your side. If you don't work with someone like that, you will at some point. And do we lose sensitivity to, like, Man, what has caused them to be this way? Do we want to show them the same grace that we have been given? Like, have you ever stopped to think about why those difficult people, like what has caused their heart to be so hard? And instead of, you know, just being upset with them, have you prayed for them? Have you like tried to invest in them? Have you tried to open a door to have a conversation with them spiritually? Because what, Christi- like what Christianity should never do, what Jesus did on the cross, what it should never do is lead us to live a life of arrogance where we think that we're better than other people. What it should do is it should humble us in a way that we're looking at other people the way God sees them. And so 
in the second half of this like passage, he talks about you're going to walk in this new way. You're going to walk in this new life. And so the practical application of that tonight is then, well, how on earth do we do that? Like, how do you, how do you walk in new life? Well, I think there's two things we can think about. This isn't like an all-inclusive list, okay? But there's two things we can think about when it comes to how can we walk in like newness of life? Like if Jesus, if we've accepted Jesus and, and we're walking with him and we decided to follow him, okay, what, what does that look like? Well, first thing we need to do is we need to, we need to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the Holy Spirit can kind of be this thing where it's like, what is that? You know, like what, what it, in, in our Western world, that seems uncommon, like it, it maybe feels a little weird. But really what the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is a counselor. The Holy Spirit is a helper that Jesus said, hey, it's actually better that I go because the Holy Spirit's going to guide you in your life. And what I want to challenge you to do is like Galatians 5.16 says, is to walk by the Spirit so that you don't gratify the desires of the flesh. And I had the uh, opportunity, I got to share about what it looks like to follow Jesus um, with, a, with a guy that I've known for a while, about a month ago. And he accepted Christ. Like he said, you know what? My life, I want to say yes to following Jesus. And with this guy, uh, it's been pretty cool to see over the last month, one of the things that he told me when we first met, he's like, I don't know what the purpose of my life is. He said that to me. He's like, I wake up and get out of bed. And he's like, I'm just not really sure like what I'm supposed to be doing. And now a month later as I've met with him, and as he's still just processing through what it looks like to follow Jesus, one of the things he's told me is like, I can't believe like how different I feel. I don't procrastinate anymore is what he told me. And he's like, I, I feel like I, I actually get stuff done and have a desire to do something. And for him, he kind of tried to downplay it a little bit. And he's like, yeah, I think that's like good. And I'm like, hey, you need to stop right there and know that's evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because what is losing sensitivity? It's becoming callous, and it's becoming apathetic. He was in a state of apathy, where he was just going through the motions. And because he accepted Christ, because he has the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of him, he is now walking by the Spirit. Something brand new to him. He's just doing it. And God is working in his heart. We need to walk by the Spirit. The second thing is this, is we got to continue to lean into God. And I've told you, like, we go through seasons, you will go through seasons spiritually. Sometimes you'll feel close with God, and you're like, I'm right there. I'm walking with him. And sometimes, like this is where I've been over the last few weeks, and I was talking to my wife about this one night, and I was kind of mad at God, to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm, I'm like kind of irritated with God. Like, God, why are you not working in a certain way in my life? Why are you not doing something? Like, why are you not working this stuff out in my life? Like, why am I still struggling with this sin? And the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, I realize, like, outwardly I might be demonstrating that, but inwardly, inside of my heart, that was not who I was. Like, I, I was on the outside, like, I think you could probably look at it and be like, you know what, he's, yeah, it's fine. But inwardly, I could tell that, like, man, my, my spirit is not right. I have, I am not, like, sitting in what Jesus has done for me. And as I, as I, like, kind of, I think sometimes it's okay to go to God in frustration and to just pray. I don't, I don't just think that. I know that. Read through the Psalms. And as I, as I sat there and, like, I talked to him about it. That's why community matters. It's why when I talk to guys that I meet with and, and we get to share what's going on in each other's life, that's why it matters, like, is because, we get to seek God together. And I think it's important that we do that um, both like individually in our own spiritual disciplines, but also as a community of people. 
And that night, I kid you not, like we had put my daughter to bed and putting her to bed is always such a process, but she was in bed and it's like an hour later, she's still not asleep. So my wife goes back in there after we've talked for quite a while and we're just kind of, I'm kind of sharing with her like where I feel like my heart is and, and I'm frustrated with God, but I feel like I'm trying to kind of lean in. And I go in, uh, my wife Emma tells me, hey, Nova wants you to come and talk to her. And I go and I lay down in her bed with her and she says, dad, you pray with me? And it was just one of those moments where it's like, God knew right then I needed to go to him in prayer, and I sat there, and I prayed with my daughter, but I was praying, like, my heart out. Like, it was like, my, like, Nova was probably like, what's, what's he doing? Like, it was kind of an intense prayer a little bit, but I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm praying. I'm like, God knew that I needed to be moved to continue to seek him, and I'll just tell you that, like, wherever you're at spiritually, like, if you're in a spot of apathy or you're in a spot of callousness, like, if you'll continue to lean into God, man, he'll show up. He'll show up, and as the band comes up, and we're going to sing just like one more song, uh, I, I want to just close with this, and I want to ask you, Paul makes it very clear here in Ephesians, like you either are walking in darkness or you're walking in the light, and so I want to ask you, like have you ever said yes to following Jesus? Sometimes it feels like it's this complex thing, and um the beautiful thing about the gospel is that it's simple enough that a child can understand, but it's complex enough that like you can spend your whole life studying and seeing how beautiful it is. But I would ask you like tonight, uh, as we're outdoors and we're just hanging out, luau night, like have you ever said yes to following Jesus? Without him, without saying yes, you can't walk by the Holy Spirit, right? You can't have this in your life. Just like my friend that I was telling you about who a month ago decided to say yes to following Jesus, decided to make Jesus the Lord of his life, like until you've done that, spiritually you're going to be dead. Spiritually you're going to be callous. And that's not to say like that's like an arrogant thing or whatever we talked about it. We have all need grace. Scripture tells us we've all sinned and fallen short. But I just want to ask you, like have you ever made that decision I want to ask everybody to bow their head, and we're, we're going to pray to close. And, man, I, I would ask if there's someone here and you say, you know what? I need to say yes to following Jesus, and I want to do that. Would you just put your hand in the air so that we could pray for you? You're saying, hey, I want to follow Jesus. I don't really know what that looks like, but I, I maybe want to talk to someone. Would you just put your hand up so that we could pray with you? And, and your prayer is, is simple. It's going to God, and it's admitting your sin. And it's just saying, I want to follow you. I know that I can't solve this problem on my own. And if you're a believer in here, would you take inventory in your life and see, like, is there area of callousness and hardening in my own heart? God, we thank you for uh, just who you are and what you, you offer us, that you offer us grace. And that's, that's a grace that we want to just walk in and sit in and bask in. And so desensitize us, God, or don't let us be desensitized, God. Let us be sensitive to your leading in our lives. Let us be sensitive to the way that you're leading us and the things that you're doing in our life. It's in your name we pray. Amen.